0: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Welcome to
1: Pride. You have reached a stop on our A-Cast Audio Pride Parade, where we travel around the world to hear from our LGBTQ creators on what Pride means to them. So grab your whistle, get your face paint on, and settle into a special celebration of Pride – and at the end of this podcast, we'll hear where our audio pride parade is heading next. So stay tuned. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine, although today we're parking our usual format for something a tiny bit different. Celebrating LGBTQ plus icons as part of ACAR's very own Audio Pride Parade, we're capping off an incredible Pride Month in June. You might have heard our extended chat with Trailblazer and Big Brother legend Brian Dowling on Friday, and we're very lucky to have grabbed some extra time with him to chat more about what it was like for him growing up as a gay man in rural Ireland and what pride means to him. So without any further ado, let's jump back in, shall we? It's Brian Downing. What was it like growing up as a gay man in your hometown?
0: Well, listen, I, I didn't even realise I was gay. Like I was like, it was just very strange for me. I remember obviously Catholic school, mixed Catholic school uh, for the first three years, then pure boys till I was in a teenager, then second level was mixed again. So, you know, at school, I Religious did have school? Religious school, all Catholic schools. Catholic schools yeah. in Ireland are almost like private schools in the UK. They're very strict. You know, it's all, it's it's very strict. And, you know, I think they've moulded me into, into who I am. And I think that kind of love, hate relationship with God and the afterlife and all of that, because coming to terms with being gay, but Catholic. And I remember... Girls liking me at school and thinking I was cute and all of that, and me kind of having crushes and sending Valentine's cards, but never really kissing girls. I remember, you know, going. We call it shifting in Ireland. If you you shift, someone's making out with someone or kissing someone, even talking about it now is making me feel cringe. It's shifting someone. And I remember girls asking, shifting. Girls asked ask, me it. shifting. Girls asking me to shift, and me going, God no. But, like, that being my reaction. God, no. I'm thinking, yeah, oh, it's just, yeah. yeah, like, oh, I'm not doing that. And all of my friends were shifting girls and feeling boobies and doing all of that. And I just, it just wasn't a thing. And then I remember in secondary school, at like, not really knowing what gay was. You're going back here now to the early 90s. There was nothing on television. There was nothing out there even my parents bought the mirror and the sun every day there was there was nothing really about it we didn't have conversations about homosexuality in my family because we didn't know anyone that was gay even did in you school know? we did not know anyone i didn't know anyone that was gay i knew like elton john the singer but he wasn't my friend like i didn't know there was no one in our village <laughs> I, I didn't hang out with elton john case <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do,
1: is, is is there any truth at all in uh, uh, the, uh, the supposition that the Little Britain character of David was based on you uh, because you were, as you talked about this,
0: and you were the only gay in the village? That is a hundred percent true because David Williams and I. Were, no, he told me I, I am David, the only gay in the village. It's <laughs> it it, it, stem, it actually stems from Big Brother, and Matt and David had this character that was gay. But they didn't know what to do with them. And then they seen me on Big Brother not like the other gay guy, Josh. And I went wild with all the housemates. How can you speak to him? I'm going to be gay in this house. I'm your friend. (laughs) Like me. Don't love him. And they watched it and went, we fucking have it. (laughs) I mean, what a compliment. What a compliment. That is a compliment. When David told me that, my mouth, open because I thought I can't wait to tell people this because the people need to know this I mean yeah David and he's so iconic and the way that Matt plays him but that's that's me It was yeah that, that's true but there was nothing this is before David I was in a gay in the village well listen there was probably loads of gays they were just hiding in the shadows for fucking fear which is a real thing and I remember I remember seventeen, eighteen. Just thinking, I, I I remember looking at guys in my class and going, I think he's attractive or he's attractive. But again, never really knowing. I never, I didn't have relationships. And then I knew that I was gay. I then realised I found men attractive. I wasn't, I wasn't into women. And then it was really when I became a holiday rep in 97 and I went over and I lived in Santa Ponza, Magaluf, and I was a holiday rep. I didn't drink at the time. And... I was able to kind of go on dates with other reps and kiss boys and fool around and do all of that. And, I, and then I remember I came back to rural Ireland again and went back in the closet and realized I was fully gay. Now, by this point, like it's December and I'm on the sunbeds. I have a tan. The hair is just stunning. The skin's on fleek. People are going, <laughs> people are saying you're gay and me going, yeah, I know I'm gay. And like, it wasn't a thing for me. I was so happy in who I was that I had that summer being able to date guys in Santa Ponza, other holiday makers and do all of that. And then I joined Ryanair in 1998 and I was able to live my life fully. I started to drink actually when I joined Ryanair in 2020. I wasn't drinking before then. And then I was kind of (laughs) coming back home and being in the closet. And then, of course, Big Brother forced me to kind of come out of the closet but no there was not there i remember there was a actually there was a gay character on television in a show called fair city i remember watching it and my mother was like oh my goodness and he has a girlfriend and he's kissing that fella and i'm like, oh is he is he gay and she went, no he's not gay i think he's bisexual that that one's gay and this is wrong and what she meant with it's wrong was the fact that the guy had a girlfriend he was cheating yeah he's cheating wasn't, yeah wasn't the fact and i remember going all oh, right okay and then i remember watching that but there was nothing Kate back then it was only really i remember moving to london And I remember getting on the train from Bishop Storford in Stansted on my own and going to Liverpool Street Station and getting on tubes, getting lost, obviously, at 20 years old and going to gay clubs by myself, going to G.O.Y. by myself, going to heaven by myself, going to another club. Forget the name of it. It's not there anymore. Somewhere in Mile End, I think. And going out and being like, "Okay, this is just who I am. And very young to be doing that at 20 years old by myself and kind of finding out, you know, and kissing guys or taking guys' numbers or secretly going on dates and then kind of being out and proud. And you kind of think now I wouldn't advise people to do that, but I still do think that back then it was safer. I think it was safer times. I think people were more welcoming. People were less judgmental. I would hang out and people would be, I remember kiss guys and then, remember one guy I kissed and he went, oh, it's just my boyfriend, do you mind if he joins? And I went, "You you have a boyfriend? You know, being so naive. And, you know, the, the first time I had an Indian takeaway was on Big Brother. I'd never had Indian takeaway before. The first time I drank beer and cider was on Big Brother. Like, I was very naive back then. And I'm glad I was naive. But to have those experiences definitely shaped me. And then I got more friends in Ryanair and more guys that were also gay that were coming from Glasgow or from Ireland. And I formed such a close knit friendship group. And we, Grew gay together in the sense that we all kind of evolved as these gay men together and would go out and would date guys and would snog friends and kind of date people who were friends. We could all hang out together. Like it was so ridiculous, but so fun. And this was before online dating and grinder and any of that. So we were out, we were doing the hustle, meeting guys, getting them to buy us drinks. It was it was going on sunbeds, which I wouldn't advocate, but that's what it was like, and they were the best. Love times just the early noughties 98 99 2000 and remember Jennifer Lopez's song and then I remember Kylie Minogue on a night like this and spinning around and going to the coup bar that's not there Rupert Street and actually met my boyfriend I dated through Big Brother in Rupert Street and just Soho in London I, you know, I don't live there anymore but in G.A.Y. in G.A.Y. late I remember after Big Brother Jeremy Joseph invited me on stage in G.A.Y. at the Astoria and I'd queued in the rain to see A1, Liberty X, you know, Steps, Wenger Boys, West Light, like Blue. I, I, I... So to be asked on the stage there, Kate, by Jeremy. Oh, massive. Fuck me. was a real moment of this whole place. Again, I had to have, ah. had to have security guards. It was so strange. But to have those moments, even like, <laughs> you're, you're allowing me to relish in all of this. But again, I was very, very lucky with my coming out story that it was it was so my parents were so accepting yeah that's not everybody's story is it? listen i hear it now people that are married and they're hiding their sexuality and they're in relationships because they have to or gay men that are are gay but they're closeted to their family, you know, I escaped to London and what better place to find out who you are and explore your sexuality and also be able to kind of have one-night stands and not feel shame about it. Because in Ireland, there was a lot of shame to premarital sex for heterosexual people or pregnancy out of wedlock was a real thing still yeah. in the 90s you know even probably now the whole abortion issue people have views it in Ireland but to me in London and for that kind of to be and with my friendship group to be accepted and we were all doing it you know safely of course and to do all of that I'm kind of glad I had those moments before Big Brother but just the gay scene back then, it was like, oh God, you know what's like in these gay bars and these gay clubs. But back in the day, Kate, queuing to see Westlife, Jesus Christ, there was nothing like it. And going to New Look and buying a crop top and then getting my tan would rub off because it was so cheap in the rain. I look like shit. But they're the moments I relish. And my Uh friends and I clubbing together money to buy drinks because London was expensive. But, oh, we're getting guys to buy us. We'd get men to buy us drinks and we'd kiss them. (laughs) Literally, we would. And it was the best.
1: I love that.
0: Happy days. Literally. Happy gays.
1: (laughs) Happy gays. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Talk to me about what Pride Month means to you and how you celebrate it.
0: Well, I'm very lucky. I, I just said to, I think I said to Simon, Simon and I are planning on going to New York for a week. And we're so, my friend Simon, we're so looking forward to it. And I always say to him that I think, Pride, you know, for him and I in this bubble that we live in, my husband and our friends, I always think pride for me is kind of every day because we are so lucky that I'm living a life I never thought I would, where I'm accepted and loved. But I just think pride for anyone from the LGBTQ uh, plus community is just about acceptance. It's about tolerance. A lot of people go, why don't we have a straight month? And it's like, hang on, we've, we, we've had to lie to our friends and family for years to get acceptance as to who we are, you know. But some... they've just
1: answered their own question. You know, it's like the, the fact they were even asking that
0: tells you you need Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, who you love and who you fancy, you don't have to lie about it. I had to pretend to fancy girls, to have crushes on girls, to send Valentine's cards, because if I didn't, I wasn't accepted in my friendship group from the age of 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I too, to our debs for that graduation, I too invite a girl to that, where I wanted to, in, to invite a boy, so I lied and pretended, but to make you all feel comfortable, to make you all feel okay, and also for my own safety, because I wanted to be accepted. So pride for me is about not telling lies, and it's about celebrating and we can wave our motherfucking flags high for that whole month and it's about people taking note of who we are and saying fuck all about it so what you think you're homophobia just for a month boop, just give us this and long i love the fact we got a fucking month we should get a year we should because the bigotry and the bigots they all come out don't they they all come out and i hate when people go i'm not homophobic but If you start a sentence with, I'm not la la la, but you are, you are, and you're also not very tolerant. You're not very tolerant of it, but it just means everything to anyone from my community and our community, and just to feel the love, and just to, I mean, I've had the best times at prides with all my friends, and just drinking, and watching the parade, and to be involved, and I've hosted prides all over the UK, and I've hosted stuff in Ireland, and just to be asked to, to do that, and it's just phenomenal. It means everything. The fact that it's summer and it's June, it's just amazing. I'm sure you've been at Pride's over the years. Of course you have.
1: Oh my God, I was just thinking, I because I did um, Clapham Pride at the Two Brewers. Oh, I'm sure you were oh, there
0: with me. Oh, Two Brewers back in the day. I always get so drunk when I'm there.
1: I remember once trying to leave the Two Brewers. And um, for some it was a hot night. I was wearing flip-flops, and one of my flip-flops just got stuck to the dance floor. And I just didn't want to know why or how. I just
0: hopped out of there and into the nearest cab. <laughs> Literally, I lived in Clapham, as you know, for years, and just to two brewers, and just oh, so much fun. I remember I'd get a spray tan, and I'd say I'm just going to the two brewers, and I'd leave it on, and then you sweat, and it would look like coca-cola running off my face and i, <laughs> yeah. I o- often wondered why was i single like hello <laughs> but i just think for anyone and you know you're such an advocate for the my own, the gay community and i just think even people like you it's so relevant to have people like you that support us and that champion change and that are tolerant because you will educate your son you know and for him to be as tolerant as you and then when he has his family heal education. it's not just about gay people or people from our community it's about people like you that have platforms that's also very important
1: yeah absolutely well i always look forward to pride um i love getting down there i always worry about how the hell am i ever gonna get out yes. because
0: no one ever wants to leave no, the party
1: never <laughs> ever and as you're about to discover you know what? The one, the one big life change you're going to really run up against now is like, we got to go. The babysitter's leaving. Uh, you know, everything's
0: on. There, there's a full stop on all the fun. Well, let me... Got to go. Well, got to go. Listen, actually, no, because I have six sisters, so including Eva. and they, oh they all God, live 20 minutes from me. So I can drop baby off on a Friday. Are you sure you're OK to Sunday? Bye. <laughs> got it sorted. Got it sorted.
1: Uh, listen, whatever you're doing this Pride Month, have a good one, won't you? And fly the flag for me.
0: Oh, darling, I will.
1: A huge thanks to my brilliant guest, Brian Darling, for joining me on not one, but two episodes of White Wine Question Time this week. And of course to ACAST for letting us share a little bit more this week on their very special audio pride parade if you're a new listener and you like what you've heard why not peruse our back catalogue where you'll find over 200 episodes with everyone from music superstars to legends of the small screen including the likes of richard and judy michelle visage gary barlow louis walsh laura whitmore hannah waddingham steps and so many more next on the a-cast audio pride parade route is james barr and dan hudson on a gay and a non-gay so over to you boys in the meantime, White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Ben Robbins and the Yahoo Studios team. Editing is by Andy Angson, and music is from Andy Bell. We'll be back next Friday, as we are every week, with a brand new episode and more great guests. So why not come and join us? Thanks for listening.